You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to episode two of Rooted and Overflowing. I'm Letitia Evans. Thank you so much for your overwhelming response to episode one. That was my conversation with Carmela Hill, also known as the Mental Healthologist. If you haven't heard it yet, give it a listen and gain insight on ways we can care for ourselves and safely look out for others. Today's episode is the first in a series of what will be called Root of the Matter. It's a personal essay segment that will cover leading topics of the day and a few aspects to consider as they relate to walking out the Christian faith. For today's Root of the Matter, I'm going to shed light on leadership during a pandemic. COVID-19 changed the landscape in every sector of our lives. From birth all the way through the passing of loved ones, it has changed how we celebrate and mourn each other, how we give and receive care, how we relate to each other, how we do business, how we practice our religious beliefs, how we educate, and even how we learn. We've had to discover new ways to do life. Now that states are beginning to open up, we are called upon again to begin charting yet another new course in how we do life and do life safely. There is a variety of opinions on whether or not states should keep stay-at-home measures intact or relax them. This part of the conversation has shed light on the difficult work that comes with leadership. Digital resources and books on the topic of leadership are not in short supply. Whether you adhere to the servant leadership model or the exemplary leadership model or any other leadership model, there's going to be a component that addresses leading through challenging time. And perhaps unlike any other time in history, leaders have been forced to put what they've learned to the test. As we consider the time that we're in now, government, nonprofit, and private sector leaders have had the heart-wrenching and even gut-wrenching responsibility to make decisions in full view of public health risks, the opportunity to feed and educate our world's future leaders, and a troubled economy. We've seen videos and we've heard radio broadcasts and podcasts of leaders making what are considered to be great firm decisions leaders making what are considered to be unwise, firm decisions, leaders making shaky decisions. We are seeing it all. There are also leaders we don't see who are making the same categories of decisions as they take into consideration what is known and not yet known about COVID-19 and how it affects them. I'm talking about mayors, town councils, public and education administrators, local religious leaders, small and regional business owners. When we think about people who have stepped up to the plate to be responsible for the livelihood of the citizens they provide employment for, advocate for, and serve in any other manner, it's easy to see them for the jobs they hold and not the people they are. Let me be clear. I'm not talking about leaders who are ornery and callously not taking the lives of their workers and citizens seriously. God has a whole other plan in place to deal with unrighteous leaders. When we look at the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31 says, He who oppresses the poor reproaches, mocks, and insults his maker, but he who is kind and merciful to the needy honors him. Proverbs 22, verse 16 says, He who oppresses the poor to get gain for himself and he who gives to the rich, both will surely 
come to want. The leaders I'm talking about are the people who took up the charge to use their voices and expertise to provide an environment for people to make lives for themselves and their families. Now, I grew up in the 1970s and 80s, and in this ancient scroll called the TV Guide, there was a listing for a television show called Kids Are People Too. I didn't watch it often, but enough to understand the gist of it. It was a magazine-style show that shed light on the fact that kids were making significant contributions to society and that there was room to regard them for that. The title went on to have a life in books and movies and other types of media, and the phrase itself depicts a stance. It says that even though I may occupy a particular category, behind my role or behind where you might see me fit in, I'm still a person. Throughout the stay-at-home orders during the pandemic, I was challenged to consider that leaders are people too. They have families, they have friends, they have fears, they have anxieties too. They need haircuts, they need manicures, they need toilet paper, hello. They want a vacation, they want solid answers. They have to process negativity and they have to endure shade and drama and still show up on the job the next day, ready to take on the world, literally. In COVID-19, leaders are literally showing up every day to take on a world problem. They want for this to be over so that they can start living again, safely. Everything that we need, they need. Everything we want out of life, I'm quite sure that they want it too. Just like God has a plan for leaders who lead from a lens of unrighteousness, God has benefits for leaders who seek to do the right things and have the people that they lead in mind. Proverbs 16:12 says, It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established and made secure by righteousness. In other words, Leaders who lead with integrity can expect to continue to lead. Their leadership is established. Proverbs 29.4 says, A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it. That is to say, when leadership has doing the right thing in mind, that produces a stable environment. Let us not take it lightly that God has left us instructions on what to do for the people who are in charge of things. One I'd like to highlight today is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. In many ways, at every level, and for every sector, this scripture has been weaponized to justify poor leadership. It has been used to drive home the responsibility to pray for leaders, and some are quick to make sure that we understand that this includes leaders that we don't agree with. We miss the full benefit of praying for those in authority when all we have in mind is, we have to do this because God said so. Let's take a step back and look at this scripture in light of the leaders that are showing up to do their jobs. For the past several months, leaders have had to make the most difficult decisions they will probably ever have to make in their lifetime. Some of those decisions we liked, some we didn't like, some we don't like, and there will be others ahead that we won't like. As I continued to think more about the challenges leaders face, it came to mind that there are times when leaders don't get the help that they need 
and they have to change course to prevent a catastrophe in an area that we can't see yet. Not all unfavorable decisions are made without knowledge of the facts. Some are made in full light of the facts in order to solve or prevent a different crisis. There are so many layers to the problems that leaders face. People's lives are on the line. Yet in the end, I find solace in two things. The first is that I believe that any leader at any level and in any sector would expect for the people that they lead to make decisions that are in the best interest of their health, well-being, and safety, particularly as we live through the coronavirus pandemic. Regardless of what changes they decide to make, they expect me, as a citizen, to do what is best for me and for my loved ones. Secondly, I take true solace in Psalm 24, verse 1, that says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. This world belongs to God. A few weeks back, I heard Minister Kelly Aguese say on one of her morning broadcasts a phrase to the effect that God knows where the end is. I still get chills and hope when I think about that. God knows where this pandemic ends. He knows where the calamity ends. He knows how far all of this is going to go. And I encourage you to hold on. Yeah, it sounds trite. We say it all the time, but it's very true. Just when you feel like you want to let go and give up and just let life happen, I encourage you to hold on. Don't let go. Don't let go of God. And don't let go of your mind during this time. Receive the peace that Christ offers and take life one day at a time and one safe decision at a time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. You can listen and subscribe at Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or through your RSS feed. Please tell a friend about Rooted and Overflowing. And after a few episodes, I'd love for you to rate and review the show. Thanks for listening.